Hey everybody, this is Sam from West Virginia Overtime. And if you've subscribed to this podcast, you're like, oh my gosh, it popped up. What in the world? Well, I had every intention of starting this back, well, around January 1st. And it was going to be a new podcast. Yes, it's still going to be dealing with Western Union. It's still going to be working overtime for you to find out different things. It's still going to be about sports. It's still going to be about motivation. It's still going to be about news. It's still going to be about coaching. But if you can't tell by my voice, it's going to be a little more laid back. I'm not going to try to be professional. Gonna try to be authentic because for those of you who actually read West Virginia Overtime on Facebook or you see the motivational quotes, posters, uh, stories on Instagram or you actually see the posts that West Virginia Overtime itself posts. Not the retweets, but what we post. Then you kind of know what I stand for. If you know who I am and where I'm from, then you definitely know what I, who I am and what I stand for. But to those of you who are all over the place, and when I look at where some of you are, whether it be France or Russia, um, or whether it be here in West Virginia, I want to give you something solid. I want to make this worth your while. Now, sometimes it's going to be funny. Sometimes it's going to be educational. Sometimes you're going to think it's funny and then realize it is educational. Or vice versa. You never know. You can contact me at wvovertime at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter You can hit me up on Instagram or on our Facebook page if you want to say anything. What I'm going to try to do, though, is keep these podcasts about half an hour long. 15 minutes, half an hour is what I'm shooting for. Now, if you know me in person, I can go off on tangents. And I can't promise you that... I won't go off on a tangent. Hopefully that tangent will make it work through a while, though. I also am not going to be probably as professional in what I name these or what I write in the description. Because I want you to know what you're getting. You know, if if, if I'm going to talk about a subject then I want you to know what that subject is and what it consists of. Because if I am going to, if you're going to give me 15 minutes or half an hour of your time, I want you to know what you're getting for it. So, I don't know. Looks like I've wasted about four minutes of your time telling you what I'm going to do. Am I going to make you any promises when the next episode is going to come out? No. It may come out tomorrow. 
may come out uh, two weeks from now. I don't know. It's going to be when I feel like I want to talk about something, whether it be coaching, whether it be a motivational, whether it be a game I saw. If you go back to the last episode, I talk about how Virginia changed the, the University of Virginia, changed their offense this year because they met a Division three coach that they thought maybe ran a little bit better offense than what they did. And they've won the national championship. And I talked a little bit about changes, and I talked a little bit about how they broke that down. So that might be something you're interested in. But today's topic can be used in any sport at any given time. I, when I was coaching, and I'm not coaching this year, well, at least as far as I know, uh, for those of you who don't know, I left my previous assistant coaching job. Uh, my mom is auto-compromised, and my sister was pregnant. Uh, I have now a beautiful baby niece who is about a month old, who, if I let myself, I can do a whole podcast on just her or her three-and-a-half-year-old sister. But I'm not coaching this year. I can't take the chance that I may give that to them. Not until all of us get vaccinated and and all that. Am I ruling out coaching one day in the future? No. I may. I don't know. Maybe I'll just coach you guys here on the podcast. But one of the things that I always like to do and that... The coaches I was around like to do. And I've heard other coaches. Billy Donovan does this. Um, Brad Stevens did it at Butler. I think his second year there. Um, I don't know if he did it at the Boston Celtics shed or not. But I think sometimes you have to take your players or your kids and explain little things to them to give them the bigger picture. And so I'm talking to you players, you parents, you members of the community, you coaches out there. Whether you're a youth coach, middle school coach, high school coach, college coach. Doesn't matter. I think you need to define little things. The coach that I coached with and John Wooden did the same thing. John Wooden used to bring UCLA in and teach them how to put on their socks. Because little things matter. He didn't want them to overlook the fact that if you don't put your socks on right and you don't get every little wrinkle all of them, especially if you're taping your ankles, you can get blisters. Blisters cause pain and it can cause you not to play 
as well as you should because you've got blisters. So as coaches, I think sometimes we need to break things down. As parents, as community members, you've got to break things down. And one of the things that I love to break down, especially because I graduated from where I coached, what are your callers? What do they mean? And you're thinking, Sam, what are you talking about? What are our callers? What do they mean? Um, they're callers. They don't mean anything. They mean something to me. My callers mean something to me. You know why? Because a coach sat down and broke that down for me. Because when I was a coach, I tried to break it down for my players. And then throughout the season, I reminded them of that. And sometimes in the middle of the game, I reminded them of that. So I'm going to use my callers. You use yours. If you can't come up with something for your callers, holler at me. DM me, private message me, heck, do it in front of everybody. I don't care. Tweet me. Like I said, you can reach me at wvovertime at gmail.com. But my callers, where I graduated from, where I coached, are red and gray. Now, some people tell you they're red, gray, and white. I didn't learn that. Um, I learned from a young kid. From my parents who graduated from the same high school I did, my colors were red and gray. And it just wasn't any gray. It was a silver gray. And it wasn't just any red. It wasn't burgundy. It wasn't crimson. It wasn't a uh, light, almost pink red. It was red. And so I always sit down with my players. And any of my players will tell you that. I connected with my players. And if you read my Twitter, if you read the Facebook page, you read the Instagram, when you see me put up memes, when you see me making statements, what I put up, I don't put up stuff that I don't believe in. I don't just put up willy-nilly stuff. And if you haven't figured that out by now, you haven't seen it enough. You won't see a meme floating around about something I don't believe in that'll end up on West Virginia Overtime. I don't care how many likes I'll get. I don't care how much you guys will share it. Doesn't matter to me. I don't believe in it. It don't go up. So, let's talk about what what are my callers and what do they mean. See, let's start with gray. You know, a lot of people think gray is dull. Maybe it is. That's fine with me. I want to be dull. I hope somebody says, 
you know what? Sam's team's dull. Because you know what? Dull means we're not up and down. Dull means we're solid. And when I want to play defense, I want to play solid defense. I don't want to be flashy. I don't want to be up and down. I don't want, for the first two minutes of this, for my defense to be up and excited and us to get an interception, and then we're down the rest of the game and we get blown out. Just like in softball. You know what? I don't want, I, I want to be dull. I want to be dull on defense. I don't want to have five hits go through my infield because we're down. No. See, gray is dull. I mean, if you're shooting in basketball, is up and down. How can that be? How can your shooting be up and down? I hear that all the time from coaches. Oh, we're just not a very good shooting team. Really? That's awful funny because when I go sit in the bleachers, yeah, you're not a very good shooting team. You know why? Because you're up and down. You're not dull. You're not gray. Because you're trying shots that you can't make. But not only are you trying shots that you can't make, you're missing another little factor of the game of basketball. It's called blocking out and rebounding. And when you do that, guess what? Your shooting goes up because when you rebound, you're closer to the basket, which means a lot of times you score more because you're hitting the boards more. So your shooting goes up. Because when you hear people say, oh, we're not a very good shooting team, what they mean is we're not a very good jump shooting team or we're not a very good three-point shooting team. Because I believe if you're dull, if you're gray, and you can make a layup, that you can work hard, you can hustle, and you can you can uh, box out with effort, and you can get the ball and make a layup, you can win a lot of games. You can shoot really well. But see, that's the thing. A lot of people don't want to do the other things. But see, the other thing that I think about, I think when I think of gray is clouds in a rainy day and how everybody feels awful because, oh my gosh, it's just a gray day. All I want to do is climb in bed and just go to sleep. What do you do when you sleep? You dream. You dream of championships. When you look at that cloudy day, you should be saying, oh, you know what? Those cloudy days, they always change. And I can make them change. I can change my attitude. Cloudy days don't have to affect me. See, when I think of gray, I think of a cool, neutral, balanced collar.
I think that it's very neutral. They don't let their emotions get to them. They don't get too excited. Because guess what? They've been there before. They've won. They've been a, they've scored a touchdown before. They've hit a home run before. They've made that great catch before. You know when they did all that? In practice. See, great of me is balanced. And yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and break it, bring it up. See, gray is a balance between black and white. And a lot of people think in black and white. They don't think there's any gray areas. Well, guess what? There's a lot of gray areas in life. There's a lot of gray areas in society. And if we haven't learned that in 2020, uh, we're doing something wrong. Because you shouldn't be separating black and white. And yeah, I'm talking about race. Because when you're playing sports, race doesn't matter. Because you're all one. You're one team playing for one school, playing for one community. And so that's what I talk about when I talk about being great. We're balanced. Because when you think about it, Gray is a collar without a collar. And that's fine with me. Because that fits what I believe. That fits what I teach. That fits what I coach. That we're neutral. We're going to stay balanced on offense, defense, special teams. We're not going to get too up. We're not going to get too down. And we're always going to believe in ourselves. Because you know what? My other caller of my team is red. And there's not a more powerful caller out there. Because see, when I looked red up on the internet and I put in positive and negative definition red You know what some of the negative words of red were? Aggression. Dominance. Well, guess what? In sports, those aren't negative. I want my teams to be aggressive. And that's what I explain to them red means. Giving it your all. Dominating a team. From the time the whistle sounds, whether the bell sounds, whether, um, you know, the buzzer sounds, from one point to another, we're going to dominate. And we're going to be aggressive. But then, when I looked up the positive parts of red, it was love. That's one of the things that I want to teach as a person of the community, whether I'm a parent, whether I'm a coach. We're going to be a family. We're going to treat each other with love. 
And we're going to learn to love each other as people, as players, as a team, as a school, and as a community. And see, the thing is, if you establish that red, that love of community, you'll see the very players that you coach sitting in those stands five years from now, ten years from now, fifteen years from now, twenty years from now. See, I grew up in a place where people loved the sports teams, they loved the players, they loved the coaches. Another positive thing of red was energy. That's something that I want teams to play with. Want them to have energy. Want them to go all out. All the time. And then the last two things that I found when I looked up positive aspects of red were attention and power. You know, when you watch TV and you saw the presidential debates, you saw the governor debates, they just happened to talk about men wearing red suits or women wearing red suits when they debated red ties, red symbols. You know why? Because when you're watching it on TV, it comes across power. I don't know how red became a power caller, but it sure did. And I make sure that players know that. When you put that jersey on, I don't care what team it is, what sport it is, when you put that red jersey on, It's about power. When you come out of that locker room or just come out of that dugout, you, when they see you in that red uniform, you've already got one up on them because you're wearing a power collar. You're gaining attention. And then the last thing that I always say about red. When you look at the collar spectrum and you use the primary collars, do you know red is found at the end of that spectrum? you know what's going to be found at the end of our season? A championship. We're going to win the conference championship. We're going to win the county championship. We're going to win the sectional championship. We're going to win the regional championship. We're going to win the state championship. Because, see, we're red. And it's at the end of the spectrum. And at the end of our season, it's going to end with a championship. And I say it in that tone that I just said it to you, and then I send them out to wherever I'm going to. We go to practice, or if I give that speech in a locker room before a game, I get them them fired up. 
And that's what you need to do. Give them something to believe in. Tell them what are your callers and what do they mean to you as a coach, as a parent, as a member of the community. Because I guarantee if you do it correctly and you do it fired up, it'll spread. You may only have a cross-country team of six. But those six kids will go to school. They'll go home. They'll get on, you know, Facebook Messenger. They'll get on texting. And they'll talk to each other. And it'll spread. They'll go home. They'll tell their parents. And I've seen it happen. I've been to scrimmages where kids came in, they're wearing WVU stuff, they're wearing Marshall stuff, they're wearing Lakers stuff, they're they're wearing Dallas Cowboys stuff, um, you know, they're wearing Pittsburgh Pirates stuff, whatever, Cincinnati Reds, whatever. And their parents are you know, they got shoes that are all kinds of funky collars. You know, they got orange shoes. They got, you know, yellow shoes. Maybe they're purple and yellow because they, they like LeBron James and the Lakers. Whatever, you know. But once I tell them what their collars are and what their collars mean, it's really weird. Next practice, next scrimmage, next game, they start coming in in your collars. They start wearing their school sweatshirts. All of a sudden, their shoes are red and gray. And what's even more weird to me, maybe it's weirder, I don't know. But you guys can write me about that because I know some of you are English majors or English people. Is it weird or is it weirder, more weird? WVOvertime at gmail.com. But anyway, what's so weird to me is not the change in the kids because I actually talk to them. But the change in the others. You'll see your parents... Your fans will quit wearing professional and college team stuff to your games. Because their kids went home and talked to them. Now, at no time in this podcast episode have I said you should make your kids wear your collars. At no time in this podcast episode did I say your players should go home and tell their parents to wear the collars. Because I don't. But it is a little weird to watch that change. That after you give that speech, watch. You'll start seeing parents 
and fans and even community members start wearing your collars. They'll start wearing your team sweatshirts. They'll start wearing your team t-shirts. They'll want to get a little more active. Because see, your players go spread the message. And this is what you can expect from this podcast from here on out. I'm going to start being me. We're going to start talking about things like this as far as coaching. We're going to start talking about motivation. We're going to start talking about, you know, it's getting to be basketball season's getting ready to start. We'll start talking basketball. We'll start talking about high school, you know, ratings, rankings, seasons getting canceled or games getting canceled. I'm sure we're going to bring up topics like that. But the thing that I want to get across to you is this podcast, it's changing. It's becoming me. I'm becoming authentic. I tried when I was coaching or when I was being an assistant coach at the high school level, my high school coach set our motto for the year or what our team dream or saying or motto was going to be. Well, that became a habit to me. So last year, if you saw me out, I am sure that at one point, if you paid attention, you saw me wearing a black shirt. And I still will this year. I love it. But on it, it said, do the work. And then at the bottom, it said, keep grinding. Now, you might have missed the do the work part if you paid attention because it was a pro wrestling shirt. It was Cody Rhodes' shirt. You can still get it on ProWrestlingTees.com. I think he has two of them. One of them says keep grinding and one of them says do the work. Well, that was my personal motto last year. If you follow West Virginia Overtime or you are a friend of mine and uh, have friended me on Facebook, then you saw it also on Facebook. Uh, My motto this year is control your narrative. And you'll see me. It's a red shirt. Um, And it says control your narrative. So that's what I've decided to do with this podcast. I'm going to start controlling the narrative of it. We're... Later, I don't know whether it'll be the next podcast episode, but eventually, one of the episodes you're going to see, the topic is going to be control your narrative, and I'm going to break down what that means, because there are pillars of how you control your narrative and what exactly that stands for. Some of you wrote me after I put that shirt up and said, hey, it's my motto, and I think it might be a great team motto. Some of you wrote me and asked for um, where I got it. I sent you guys the website. It comes in different colors. Unfortunately, for those of you who don't 
like it or don't watch it. It again is a pro wrestling shirt and there is a wrestler that that is his saying is control your narrative. No, he doesn't need to be a hero of yours or your players because sometimes he's bad. Sometimes he's good. It depends on where he's wrestling. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. For those of you who don't know, Wrestling Overtime is also uh, a podcast of mine and a, and a completely different site. You can see it on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram, Wrestling Overtime. Completely different site, but I do uh, sometimes put up some news and, and thoughts, uh, podcasts from there, or I put up sayings from there like control your narrative or do the work. So, um, that's what I wanted to leave you with. Number one, this podcast is changing. It's going to become more me. You're going to see my personality. I'm not going to be as professional because I'm not coaching this year. I don't have to be. But I'm also going to explain to you what I learned as I was growing up, what I learned as a assistant coach being around a gentleman who I believe is the best active coach, basketball coach in the state of West Virginia, uh, what I learned from him. I'm also going to talk about what I learned on my own when I was 19 years old and was given a head coaching job. I'm going to talk about a little bit about that. I'm going to talk about getting back into coaching that I did last year and what I learned from that. We're going to talk about motivational stuff. Um, we're going to talk about things that I see in games. Like I said, last episode, we talked about the University of Virginia and how they changed their offense. So that's what you can expect from this podcast. And like I said, in the episode notes, in the episode title, I'm going to try to be very clear on what it's about. And you're not going to hurt my feelings. If you want to listen to a motivational one, listen to it. But you don't want to listen to how the University of Virginia basketball team turned, changed their offense, then don't listen to that one. You don't want to hear about what I learned when I was 13 years old playing for whoever. Skip it. You want to learn something like what are your callers and what do they mean? Play it not going to hurt my feelings. I don't know who you are unless you tell me. Now, yes, I know I went over. We're hitting the 35-minute mark. But remember, you got to give me five minutes because in the beginning, I was just messing around telling you what was going on. But anyway, you're going to hear me say this after every episode. You got any questions, comments, problems, or protests, then you need to hit me up. WV Overtime, one word, at gmail.com, or hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can DM me. You can do it in front of everybody. You can do it under this podcast. I don't care. I want you guys to share this with people that you think want to hear it, that you think need to hear it. But please, just share it with the people Maybe with the episodes that they want or they like. 
The next thing you're always going to hear me see, say is I'm going to talk to you real soon. Because hopefully I am going to make this a priority and I'm going to do these on a regular basis. Semi-regular basis. And they're not going to be seven weeks in between episodes. Like I said, may not get one tomorrow, may not get one in three days, but you're going to get one on a regular basis. So that is something that you're going to hear me say is I'll see you or I'll talk to you later. Last thing you're going to hear me say and I'm going to sign off with is I'm going to see you down the road. And that's a wrestling statement. They never say goodbye. They always say, I'm going to see you down the road. Because they truly believe that life is circular. And even if I leave one wrestling company and go to another, you probably will too. And I'll see you down the road. So that is how you're going to hear me end these episodes. So, guys, I will be talking to you soon, and I'll see you down the road.